afternoon, everybody out there in Internet Radio Land. This is Blake Ruby, the Reverend Blake Ruby. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Indeed, it is a beautiful day here in San Antonio, wherever you are around the world, or maybe outside the world, an extraterrestrial listening in from their spacecraft up above. Welcome to my show. Everyone is welcome. Every sentient being is welcome to listen. And I've got a lot of things I'd like to say to you. I'm going to do some reading out loud. One thing to begin with, I want to say, I had a revelation over the last week, and I want to share it with you because I think it's so very important and relevant. And it is... And I know I'm going to offend some people, but it's for the betterment of all mankind, I believe, because we have been led down the wrong path for many, many years, hundreds of years. The human race could be, I think, in a different place in its evolution right now. If this one thing were corrected, and we wouldn't keep talking about this untruth amongst ourselves. I think that a grave injustice has been done, my friends, to the world. And as I mentioned, we could be in another place in our evolution if it weren't for this bit of verbiage which does us such an incredible wrongdoing because I want to say to you and you know I'm honest I'm transparent that we are all the children of God every single one of us here on earth otherwise who are we bastards we don't have a father, we don't have a mother, especially when, we, especially when we get to heaven. Are we going to be motherless children in heaven? I think not. I know not. My point is, and I'm a person that can do this, because what do I do all day? Every day, every week, every month, every year, I'm doing what universal law dictates, and that is to develop myself spiritually. If you don't know this, you eventually will, hopefully, while you're still living here on planet Earth. We are all the children of the Creator. We always have been our mother and father God in heaven. They are co-creator gods in the most highest. And don't you know the supreme creator, the original creator of the universe who initiated the Big Bang, had in his plan that we could be like him, her, because the supreme creator is both male and female. Don't you know we live in a universe of the male and the female, the alpha, the omega, the yin, the yang, the positive, the negative. That's the way the universe works. 
And the plan by the supreme creator of the universe was to create the physical universe and have sun, light, in manufactured darkness, if you will, because the supreme creator is a spirit. God is a spirit. Our mother and father, God in heaven, are spirits. We have a spirit in our body. We're going to the land of the spirits when we die here on planet Earth, when we transition. That's reality, my friends. I heard on the radio today, as I was driving down the road, that one motorcyclist in Texas alone dies each day on the highways. People are dying that we're not aware of. We should not be afraid of death and talking about death to prepare us for where we are going. We don't know when that day will come, do we? We don't know. So it behooves us, each and every person, to prepare themselves for when that day comes. And don't you know that planet Earth is a school of learning? Yes. It's true. I'm telling you the truth. You will find out if you don't already know. This is a very special learning environment. And there are many types of life here on Earth. It's amazing, isn't it? Over a million types of insects, over 30,000 types of fish in the oceans, seas, rivers, and lakes, over 10,000 types of birds, over 10,000 types of reptiles, over 9,000 types of amphibians, over 5,000 types of mammals. Suffice it to say that the supreme creator of the universe who initiated the Big Bang put into effect cosmic laws and forces that would allow people like us. Hold on, please. That's a lot of money. How much would it be? Hold on, please. It's a hundred dollar bill. Okay, go ahead. You're welcome. No thanks. You're welcome. It's okay. Uh, that was my wife, she wanted to know if she could have my debit card to go and buy some food at a Thai and Vietnamese restaurant called Pho, Pho for Us. And I always have a budget, you know, I keep my money tight. I pay for everything in the house. I pay for all the bills. I pay for the cars. I pay for my wife's gas. I give her money for taking the kids out, the grandchildren out. But I have enough. God has blessed me. I just, I am careful with what I spend, so I don't go into debt. I'm trying not to be, get into further debt, you know. And I get me uh, amens out there. You also try not to get further into debt. I've got a house. This house right here, I still owe about 100000 on it. It's worth about 200 some thousand. so I have about $100,000 in equity built up in it. Thanks to the housing market. Because the house, 10 years after I bought it, I paid $142,000 for it. 
really shouldn't be, I don't know, that much more. But I'll take it. It's good, you know. It's an investment. And dependent on where you live, depending on where you live, houses' values go up because there's more people coming into the city to live. And that's a fact of life, right? Anyway, back to what I was saying. I'm going to take a drink of water here. So through the process of reincarnation, when we die, we will, not right away, because some people, including myself, would like to enjoy the fruits and the pleasures and the wonders of heaven. Yes, my friends, being ourselves, beings of light, our spirits are made of light. We can live in a fire, and that fire in the sky that you see that you don't know too much about, don't look at because it will blind you if you do, is actually a world where the spirits go. If they have resolved all their problems here on earth, you know, there are what they call murderers, people who kill indiscriminately evil, for lack of a better way of describing them, wicked people here on earth. And they need to be punished. That's why there's a jail called God's Jail, which is underneath the surface of the earth, down towards the center, where there are lava beds, where they will burn in fire, a different kind of fire than what you see, a nuclear fire on the sun. The sun is made of hundreds of tons of hydrogen being converted into helium every second. It is a white dwarf G2 main sequence star in astronomical terms, but it is also the spirit world, my friend. If I'm wrong, please come to me when I get to heaven. We'll know each other there. And tell me I was wrong. I don't mind. But if I'm right, please come up and say you are right. I know these things. I'm 68 years old. I've been reading books all throughout the years, spiritual books about you. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about anything else other than spirituality. So what I was saying, let me get back to my main point. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. That is so very wrong. And excuse me if I step on any toes out there. We are all the children of God. As I mentioned, we have a mother and father in heaven. We have a grandfather, if you will, and the supreme creator of the universe who made the universe. Throughout the centuries, for hundreds of years, John 3.16 has been running roughshod over people, telling them this untruth, that we are bastards, we don't have a mother and a father, that we are not the children of God. Why? Because of the religious establishment meant to control the people through power and money. 
and I can prove it to you. How? And if you don't get this, you'll never get it. You're one of those people that just don't understand logic, although you should. And you know I love you, but you need to grow up. People out there need to grow up and understand that Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven. So therefore, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave us only begotten Son does not apply. It is not logical. And now I say to you, me, the Reverend Blake Ruby, say to you, let us all be one. Let us be children of our mother and father God in heaven. True children. When you look at someone on the street, when you look at someone in the grocery store, when you look at someone driving down the road, a stranger, think of them as your fellow brothers and sisters in spirit, fellow children of the most highest co-creator gods who created our souls and spirits in accordance with the Supreme Creator's plan. That we are all children of God. And when we get to heaven, you will see people from all nations, all cultures throughout the centuries are there. There is no religion in heaven. There's just worship and praise of the creator who created something out of nothing. Everything you look at, what I see right now, those trees over there, the fence, the house, the clouds in the distance, the birds singing in the trees. Once upon a time, a long, 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 long time ago, there wasn't anything. The only thing that existed was silence, darkness, and the spirit of the Supreme Creator. By the power of the Supreme Creator's will, the physical universe came into existence. God had imagined everything that would be Everything there will be. God imagined everything down to the smallest detail. Everything that was created was imagined in the mind of God. And then by the power of God's immense will, the greatest atomic explosion in the universe happened. The Big Bang and the universe began forming itself in accordance with the Supreme Creator's will, one solar system after another, one galaxy after it had enough solar systems after another. And don't you know, there are a lot of galaxies out there, my friends. The universe is so large, I could venture to say, and you could too, I think, that it's almost incomprehensible to understand the size of the universe. But back to what I was saying. Rejoice! Be happy! Know that you are a child of God. Forget about John 3.16, for God so loved the world that gave his only begotten Son. I'm not taking anything away from Jesus and all the miracles he did in the resurrection. 
which I believe in maybe more than some people, most people, but know that each person you look at on television, each person from now on that you encounter, look at them, please, like another child of God, and help us evolve into the future so that we can eliminate war. Yes, war, I said. God's only son, and I think that has been responsible for many wars in our past. It is a curse upon us in our evolution, in our spiritual development. But I'm setting the record straight now, and I can because it is my opinion, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, right? If you want to break it down to that smallest level, and don't you make any mistake about it, people have gone to war and have been killing each other just because they didn't believe the same thing that they believed. But I'm telling you now, I'm asking you, spread the word, the good word. And you are a co-creator God in the making just like me. You can tell me things you want to. You disagree, call EBS Radio right now and talk about it with me. If you don't think that Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, there can't be any contradictions like that. But there has been in the past, and that's why we've gone down a different path in our spiritual development. But the time is now, the time is in the past, when we can set that record straight and know that you out there listening, and me, and my family, and my friends, are all children of God. Yes, we are. Someone just walked by, a neighbor. He or she is a child of God. We are all children of God. Have patience with your fellow child of God, your brother and sister in spirit. Look at them in a different way. There are no only sons and no only daughters. And you know the Bible discriminates against females. You know that does. The society that we've been living in over the years has been a male-dominated paternal society. And where has that gotten us? Nothing but war and killing throughout the centuries. One war after another. The time has come Hopefully, and it has been for a long time, actually, maybe back 50 years or so after World War II, where more female leadership has been put into place, so to speak. I'm very disappointed that Liz Truss resigned as Prime Minister of England, which is our greatest ally, where most of us came from way back. Once upon a time, hundreds of years ago, when we came over here, emigrated from England and formed the United States, along with the Native Americans, I can't take anything away from them. They were already here, but most of the people in the United States have an ancestry in England or in Europe, right? In other words, back around in the, before 1607, before the Mayflower, there was only Native American Indians living in America, right? Anyway, I'm going to read from a book because I believe 
that it's important for us to prepare ourselves for heaven. This is the best book. I'm telling you the truth. This is the best book, and I've read a lot of books, seen a lot of videos about what heaven is like. If you want to know what heaven is like, if you want to prepare yourself better, if you want to develop yourself more spiritually, more spiritually, you will get this book. It is the most beautiful book you will ever read about heaven. It will give you an idea of what to expect, what it's like. And I'm going to read from it here in just a few minutes. The book is called Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne. Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne by the Reverend Elwood Scott, a fellow reverend. They what? Ha-ha. You know, I'm a member of the Universal Life Church, and I really like the way that sounds. But it's not recognized. I go to, by most, well, it's not recognized by the military. Let's put it that way. I go to Freedom Chapel on Lackland Air Force Base to the gospel service at 1230 on Sundays. And I've already talked with one of the chaplains. And although I, I love him and he's a great man and I enjoy his services, we've already talked and he said that the possibility of me giving a sermon is non-existent because the military doesn't recognize the Universal Life Church, which I'm a reverend with. But some people don't like to have it. It's like having a degree. And we could get into a debate. In one of my Toastmasters clubs, we got into a debate as to whether or not you need a degree in life. And it was kind of 50-50. It took me 23 years to get a Bachelor of Science degree after graduating from high school in 1973. Thanks to my service in the military, I got a lot of credits and eventually wound up with a Bachelor of Science in Liberal Arts. I pieced it together bit by bit over the years, and I'm very proud of it, but and it helped me get promoted in the Army. But you really need a degree to learn life's lessons nowadays, to be a, a real person, to be a, a spirit and a soul. No, you need a degree for things like doctors, operating on people, knowing what they're doing. You need a degree to be a pilot of an airplane. No. So it's understood that we need degrees for some things, but not everything. Now, some people might say, well, you just paid for that degree. Yes, I did. It's not really a degree. It's more like a certificate saying, Lake Ruby, according to our records in the Universal Life Church is an ordained minister, otherwise known as the Reverend Blake Ruby. And I think that's cool. 
okay, I didn't go to theology school and learn all that stuff, which some of it I don't agree with, you know. If I hear one more time someone say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, only son, I think I'll say under my breath, maybe look around to somebody and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, because it's the, it's a sign of a lack of intellect to not recognize the truth involved with that. Am I right? How can there be an only son, and at the same time, that son taught us to pray our Father, who art in heaven, and don't you know that Jesus was an extraterrestrial from another planet in our Milky Way galaxy? A highly evolved soul who came here. And I'm not talking about the Jesus that was born in Bethlehem. That was a different Jesus. And he went away at age 12 to 14 years old with his brother, and they went to China and Burma and Japan. And his brother got killed. And that Jesus who was born in Bethlehem, and don't make no mistake about it, please, you know, they had the star of Bethlehem and angels that appeared to the shepherds, which were really extraterrestrials appearing because they have that technology, you know. The advantage of many thousands and millions of years of evolution in advance of our own, where they can do things called collective hallucinations and appear as whatever they want to in front of people to make home their point, so to speak, and to support that divine intervention that was being put into effect back then. Now make no, no mistake, please make no mistake that there are angels in heaven. You've forgotten them because when you were born into this world, and me too, we went through the river of oblivion, all the memories of our past lives and the our life in heaven was erased. We were made to forget as we came into this planet. We were born. Can you remember when you were born? I do. No, I'm just kidding. But heaven, changing the subject to heaven, this book is a tremendous book. You will love it. I'm going to read some from it for you. I've got about 30 minutes left. So the scene is this. The man who's writing the book, the Reverend Elwood Scott, is visited by a spirit who is relating to him what heaven is like. It's a visitation, almost like a dream, if you will. And he tells him to transcribe in a manuscript what he's telling them, all about what heaven is like, what we can expect when we get there. So take heed, my friends. This is some good stuff that will benefit your spiritual development. All a courtesy of yours only, the Reverend Blake Ruby and BBS Radio. Many thanks to them for this venue to talk with you and share. Not only to those people who hear my voice, but also putting those words out into the atmosphere of planet Earth. 
which can be later understood, I think, by people not even tuned in to this radio station, you know? So it is. That's the truth, my friends. All the words we speak go up into the atmosphere. Wouldn't it be great if we could make contact with an extraterrestrial species sometime in the future? That would be another huge step in our evolution, my friends. But first, let's all recognize that we are all children of our mother and father God in heaven, on the sun, the spirit world, where there is that very special fire, that nuclear fire of God, and the spirit in our body can live in fire. You will see, you will find out, I guarantee it. Anyway, this chapter is called Just Outside the City Walls because in paradise and heaven, there is the city. And outside the city, there are the boundaries of heaven. And depending on how advanced you are, how much you developed yourself spiritually, how evolved you became during your time on earth, in this school of learning in the university of the universe. If you graduated with honors, then you will be able to withstand the light coming from the holy city and get closer to the throne room of mother and father God, where the light is so intense, it washes over us like a hurricane of glory and brilliance. Winds of a hurricane, right, can be so strong. Just imagine, use your imagination and think of a light that washes over your body and goes through you with such force that you realize that if you had only developed that life while on Earth, then you could have withstood it. But unfortunately, you would have to stay in the outer boundaries of heaven, if you get there at all. And I think most will. Some people will stay here on the surface of the earth when they die, especially if they die suddenly and violently. They're known as ghosts. Some murderers, rapists, sexual abusers, physical abusers, blasphemers. Not blasphemers. Well, yeah, blasphemer means people who swear a lot. To take the name of the Lord in vain, the name of God in vain. People who don't believe in a creator of the universe. People who are too earthbound in their thinking. They might spend some time in God's jail. Where, make no mistake about it, my friends, there are demons of the worst, very worst, the most horrible type that you really, really don't want to encounter. I guarantee it. It would be an experience that would not, <laughs> that you don't want to have. No one would. No matter how tough you are or how much you think you can endure pain, you don't want to encounter some of the demons in hell. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't go that way. Don't go there. No. Take the scariest movie you've seen on television and multiply it by 100. 
There are some demons that look like Tyrannosaurus Rexes, all malformed and ugly and vicious and evil with no mercy in their eyes at all, whose only job is to tear the flesh of your spirit off your body and inflict pain and suffering. And then, just like magic, that flesh will come back on your body and then they'll do it all again and that pain will be renewed again. And it goes over and over and over and over again until finally you've done your time. And then you continue on your soul's evolution and get together with your family and friends and put that behind you as, well, you went down the wrong path. Someone like Hitler. And I think he was sexually abused when he was growing up. That's enough to change anybody's mind. And maybe his soul was somewhat advanced. Maybe he had the benefit of a few past lives. Maybe he was physically abused as well. His parents. You ever thought about the parents of Hitler, what they looked like, what they were like? How could they turn a beautiful young boy into a monster, guilty and responsible for the deaths of over 6 million Jewish people. And I'm Jewish. I just found out from my DNA recently that I'm 8% European Jewish. And I'm proud of it. I can tell you about the Jewish people, my friends. They came here from another planet many, many thousands of years ago. From a planet named Hebra. H-E-B-R-A. Hello, the Hebrew race. And they were just like I've mentioned on other shows in accordance with the categorizing of planets throughout the universe from a planet of a higher category of spiritual evolution. Unfortunately, their spaceship broke down, was in need of repairs, and they couldn't repair it, and they had to stay here. So suffice it to say, they were a more, they were a more intelligent race than the rest of the people living on planet Earth at the time. Hello? And don't you know some people take exception to people who are more intelligent than they are? Even killing them? It's wrong, but that's evolution here on planet Earth. Welcome to the planet of sorrows. A category one on a scale of one to nine among planets in the universe as far as spiritual evolution is concerned, my friends. All those people killed indiscriminately. I saw a movie the other day. They used to shoot them, shoot them in the head and bury them in a pit, cover them over with dirt, as if they weren't even human beings. And that was just a mere 70 years ago. War! What's it good for? I'll tell you, absolutely nothing! Huh! Say it again! For you people that like war... I encourage you to go pick up your weapon and go over there to the Ukraine. Do Mr. Putin a favor. Get on the front line since you like to fight and kill people and maybe be killed yourself. Guess what? You'll probably go to hell. Anyway. So I'm going to read from this book. Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne. It's a beautiful book. 
You want to develop yourself spiritually? Read it, please, please, please. I've got to put my cell phone here. Hopefully you can hear me. I'll try to speak up a little bit because I'm reading from my computer. I'm going to get as close as I can here. The AC's on just outside the enclosed patio, but hopefully you can hear me. Just as we were coming near the great gateway outside the city walls, one of the elders came and met us saying, Oh, welcome ye children of God. Your Redeemer stands just inside the gate yonder at which you will soon enter. The elder made such a lovely bow and his words were so cordial and full of love that seemed to send a thrill of gladness over every soul. I cast my eyes up at the majestic wall of the city. It was of great height and shone with a brightness I cannot describe. It rested on 12 massive foundations, each having the name of one of the apostles above it. And so they decreased to the 12th and presented the appearance of a majestic stairway. The name of Peter was written on the first foundation, Paul on the second, John on the third, James on the fourth, and so on to the top. From this topmost foundation, garnished with an amethyst, the wall rose to a great height. The light streaming from these foundations was most precious. Just here I noticed Abraham passing nearby, and I asked him the mystery of the wall and its foundation. Oh, said he, this wall is the eternal security of God's people. As long as this wall shall stand, they are eternally safe. The mighty truths of God promulgated by the apostles, as taught by our Lord himself, is our eternal safety. Certain of the angels, many long years before my time on milk, abode not in the truth, and God cast them out, and they held into eternal darkness and shame, which I don't believe in, by the way. I'm going to scroll down to another part. My rationale for that, my friends, is you have to understand that the creator of the universe made everything. Nothing that was made was not known in advance, as I mentioned. Everything was thought of. Nothing has power over the supreme creator, and the supreme creator saw everything in advance in the future and therefore would not create something that would be disobedient unless it had free will, hello, just like us. But angels don't have free will, my friends. They are servants, and they did not rebel. That is a myth. The devil, Archangel Lucifer, works for God and has a specific purpose, just like Archangel Michael, who is in charge of the angels. Archangel Lucifer is in charge of the demons and the bad spirits and of God's jail, hell. Case closed, period, no further discussion. The negativity you experience on Earth 
here is the result of Earth being a planet one on a scale of one to nine, as far as evolution is concerned, and also welcome to a planet with an atmosphere that is constantly pushing and pulling at us, a planet where animals eat each other, hello, we are aware of that, our psyches are aware of it. Planet Earth is not an easy planet to live on. If you want to blame it on an archangel and demons, go ahead. Actually, the demons serve a purpose other than being down in God's jail, and that is to keep you on your path of spiritual development by prompting, intimidating, whatever they need to do to keep you on your path, your mission here on Earth. And don't you know some people need prompting? Don't you know... Some people are evil, of the worst kind. Hello? Demons serve a purpose, but they too were created by the Almighty. Yes, that is the truth. You can't say the devil has power equal to God. The devil is Archangel Lucifer, and Archangel Lucifer was created by God. God with knowledge that was perfect did not make a mistake, and knowing in advance that they would have rebelled, that they would rebel, no, it didn't happen. That is another myth of the Bible. Wake up to reality, my friends, not fantasy. For some out there that don't believe me, that is. Carrying on. We were nearing the great gateway. Every one of the new arrivals, like you will be, and I will be, was filled with wonder and anxiety. We had heard so much about the holy city while we lived in the world, of its many mansions, its streets of gold, its gates of pearl, its transparent light without sun or moon, so that we all felt an intense yearning to enter in. But the greatest attraction of all was to see him whom our souls loved and by whom we had been redeemed and by whose blood we have been washed from our sins, and I don't believe that too. So I don't believe everything here, but it's a beautiful account of heaven, and I think the author had to fill in some gaps with his own belief and knowledge, because Jesus died not for our sins, because we can repent daily. We don't need an intermediary. We can repent to our loving Mother and Father in heaven, Every day, we don't need to repent to Jesus, who was, as I mentioned, and I didn't continue what I was saying, an extraterrestrial. Although I've talked about it before in other shows, if you'd like to listen to some of my archive shows on BBS Radio. You remember watching the movie Avatar? How they put themselves in the blue bodies? Well, just imagine if they were human bodies, other human bodies taking advanced civilization out there that's been in existence for millions of years longer than us and know that their technology would therefore be more advanced and have that same technology like an avatar where they're able to create a body, a beautiful body, living, functioning, with a heart that's beating independently of the being's will, with lungs that purify the blood, just like an avatar. Now imagine a human body 
imagine an astral body or a spirit, if you will, putting himself into a human body, dropped off by a spaceship with a specific purpose. I was telling you about Jesus who went to Japan, where he got married, had children, and lived to be a ripe old age of around 90-some years old. Check it out on the internet. I believe the place where he's buried in Japan is Honshu. That was the Jesus that was born in Bethlehem. The Jesus that died on the cross was from the planet Thio-Uba, brought here by extraterrestrials who had permission from the highest power that we know of to intervene because the world was in a very bad state at that time. The time was ripe for divine intervention. And so they put into effect what would still be lasting, what is still lasted today, the story, the legacy of the man called Jesus, who performed all those miracles, who walked this earth, who died on the cross, was put into a stone tomb, was beamed aboard their spaceship, was made perfect, they left the scars in his wrists and his feet to show that indeed he had been crucified, brought him back to life, easy, just like an avatar, he slipped the spirit into the human body that had been repaired, brought back to life, and so he walked around for 40 days after the resurrection, and people saw him to include the apostles. Well, well, I said, does heaven have such communications as these with the affairs of the world? How little we seem to know it. Yet my mother's word, he met his mother in heaven, brought up all this past experience, the scenes of my conversion, midnight prayers, earnest labor for others, the events she just alluded to with many others all came rushing to my mind. And the memory was fresh as though by yesterday. I said, how blind I was not to see the angel who was with me. And we all have angels. You have an angel. I guarantee it, my friends. You've got an angel that's around you all the time. Guarantee it. The mighty veil of mortality. How it blinds the eye of man from spiritual beings and things. How far away they seem to be. And yet how very near. I remembered how angels assisted Lot and his family from the condemned city of Sodom. And why they should not assist in the soul's great struggles after salvation. For I remember they are all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation, heirs of salvation. By this time, we were entering the massive Judean gateway. There's all these different gateways in the city, all these gates of pearl, right? Our hearts were all filled with joy and the expectation of so soon seeing him whom our souls love. As we passed through the gateway, the most beautiful scene met our gaze that we had ever witnessed before in heaven or on earth. Human language cannot describe it. To say the streets were pure gold or transparent glass would give the best idea by way of comparison of any object I know. The great thoroughfares leading from the gate seem to lead off toward the center of the holy city. On the right hand, as we pass in, 
were mighty, stupendous columns of precious stone shining with a brightness that heaven only knows. Massive domes and great archways were overhead. Nothing showed any signs of decay or age. No rubbish or signs of wear. The light toward the mansion was exceeding great. I was, as I was telling you, your souls are like light bulbs. Increase your light, my friends. Our Lord now came forward to meet and welcome us. Twelve legions of happy souls had now filled in at the great gateway and stood before our King. Yes, we'll meet Jesus, both of them in heaven, my friends. The ones I was telling you about, especially the one who died on the cross. The glory and majesty of his being can never be described. The beloved disciple on Patmos once tried to tell of his glorious appearance as he revealed himself on earth. John, right? He was unclothed with a flowing garment down to his feet and girt about with a golden girdle. His head and hair seemed white as snow and his eyes as a flame of fire. His feet were glowing like burnished brass. His countenance was like the sun at midday. A sharp two-edged sword was in his mouth, and seven stars were in his right hand. Revelation 1, 13, 16. Ha <laughs> ha, my friend. You don't think I like some of the Bible? I love the Bible. Just not all of it. I read the Bible at church. I've read the scriptures over the years. I just recognize when some things aren't the truth. But when the disciples saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration, 63 years before, his garments then shone at the light and his face with the brilliancy of the sun. On earth, he was called the fairest among 10,000 and altogether lovely. But as he is now in his exaltation in heaven, the language is too tame to express his glory. But as he is now in his exaltation in heaven, the language is too tame to express his glory. He bore the marks in his hands, and above his sandals the nail prints show distinctly. He was the very embodiment of light. It was not dazzling to our eyes, as was Moses' face to Israel of old. For we were prepared for it since the days of our conversion on earth until we passed through this gate. We were being prepared for this vision for our Lord. Hello. Oh, how forcibly were the words of Scripture as I looked upon his face and then glanced far into the city. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, because it was on the sun. I made that. Up. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. He was also the embodiment of love itself. Every feature of his face spoke of love, my friends. Indeed, it was the reflection of his Father's 
infinite love and mothers too. Don't forget, we are not motherless children in heaven, my friends. Regardless what they say, be encouraged. You will see your mother, God, in heaven. Take it from me, please. All the love in heaven or in the church on earth came from him. He bade us welcome to him. Jesus did. And as we came, by one mighty impulse, we all fell on our faces and began to worship him with adoring praise, saying, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood. That's okay. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, even those that have not been indoctrinated with Jesus or known of Jesus on earth, The angels and the saints who met us also joined and sang some new songs which we had never heard before. Our souls were in ecstasies of joy, not to be described. How long we remained upon our faces we could not tell, for our gladness, joys, and great satisfaction were so deep and blessed we took no note of eternity's register. He now addressed us in most loving words, giving us this cordial welcome, welcome, <laughs> and confessing us before the multitude of angels present and to his father and mother's face. And without further introduction, we felt perfectly acquainted. Come, said he, look into this book. I have opened it to the pages most interesting to you. We all gathered around him in turns as closely as we could to look upon the pages of the great book of books, the book of life, the heavenly records of the past and future. You better believe it exists, my friends. You better believe it exists. Will your name be written on it, my friends? Not only were our names written, but underneath them were many things bearing, and it's not because you have to follow Jesus. It's just that you are a good, decent, loving person mm -hmm. on earth. Because, don't you know, in different places of the earth, there are other people who haven't been indoctrinated with the scriptures, but don't you understand? They're still loved by God. That's it, my friends. Until next week. Thank you for listening. Here's a prayer. Creator of the universe, how great you are. We will praise you forever. Thank you. We love you. Please bless us and keep us safe and well. Amen. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye.